Hey y'all, it's your girl Raven and Elise, and welcome to our podcast, It Is That Deep, Exposing Elephants While Talking Healing. Now let's get into it. Instead of looking at it as like, I feel so sad, it's like, they did what? What, that happened? My wheels are spinning. What can I do? How can I help? What can we work on? What is the first thing that I need to address with this kid? What is the first thing that I need to address with these parents? What does the parent or the home need from me? How can I help you know them? So by the end of my second session with the kid, I got resources, I got things you know for the parents because I want to kind of nip that in the bud first because that seems like that's where the issues are stemming from. I just put a boundary in place for me, and I think you kind of once you kind of get through you know hearing certain things and help kids and, and hearing certain things from their families, I think home and decompressing is important. Yeah, um, sure. And release information mm-hmm. somehow, whether you are speaking with another therapist on your behalf or journaling or just getting it out somehow so, through prayer yeah, or whatever, yeah. <laughs> you know, you have to get it out your body. I think because mm-hmm. a lot of times we don't have anybody to talk to. Mm-hmm. When we're outside of our supervision, like I can't, like I, you know, like I'm. Ooh, it gets lonely. Yeah, like, oh, sure. <laughs> it gets like, lonely. But I know once I finished that, it was for me. Yeah, yeah. it was for me. Because you did the work throughout the program. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's important. Yeah. Did you know in undergrad that that was the um the route that you went the the route? Uh huh. I think it's route. Route. Okay. Anyway, yep. route did you know? <laughs> <laughs> did you know how to say? No, so when I was an undergrad, I was like law enforcement. I was gonna be oh. a police officer. I was do, I majored in criminal justice. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I was like, oh, I'm being law enforcement. Whether I was a court officer, a regular officer, corrections officer, like I was doing something. And as we were kind of pushing to uh, graduation, well, not gra- not pushing to graduation, but when we got into our senior year, and everybody was talking about like what their next steps were gonna be, I'm like. I don't know if I want to do that, you know? And I spoke with my advisor, shout out to Tiffany Hamilton. Um, she was like Lloyd Savior and Jennifer Hudson, by the way. Um, they were Lloyd Saviors. They basically helped me. No, no, 
no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, no. She was one of the other advisors, um, Amadai, about uh, me. And it was like, you always come in here, you always talking. <laughs> you always come in here, you always talking. And they were like, maybe you should check out the mental health counseling program here or at, you know, UB, UB has one. And so I looked into my options and I was just like, I don't know, I don't know if I want to be a counselor. Like, I never really thought about it. And they were like, well, you, you like to talk. You are very intelligent. Um, you intellectual with your words. You like, yes, yes. So, you know, just check out the program requiring expert information. And once I um, gained some of that information and I talked to, I think he's still the department well not going to be the department chair anymore, but he was the department chair at the time. I think it was, Doc. he asked me to come into this section and he asked me one question and he said, you really want to be a counselor? And I was like, yeah. He was like, why? I was like, because I like helping people. And he was like, okay. And he literally walked away. He walked away? Yeah. <laughs> he literally walked away. That was like the oddest interview I've ever that had. That was it. And that was it. That's how I was getting into it. I was like, it was the craziest thing that happened. That was it. And I was at work. I was working at a group home. And he sent me an email. And he was just like, congratulations. You got into <laughs> Oh, he said, bye. He didn't shake your hand. Yeah. Or... But he said, it was, he was like, it was nice to meet you. Oh, so you had to wait for your results for grad school. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I got an email remember. like a week later. Yeah, that is, yeah. That would have had my, my yeah. Like, um, But it was kind of unorganized because after I interviewed with him and then I interviewed. Yep. I, you know, yeah. when Michelle, it was either Michelle mm -hmm. or Helen mm -hmm. in the um in the grad school office, and then she told me right then and there. Yeah, no, he didn't, he sent me an email, and he was just like, "Thank you for joining our mental health counseling program." Yep, he was just like, "Yeah." He was like your demeanor, all types of stuff in class, because I had him for courses too. But he was, I wasn't like, I I didn't feel like he was um he knew me. Yeah. Like, I wasn't recognizable in his classrooms, you know, I just went to class and, yeah. you know, Did your baby. yeah, left, um, or sometimes didn't show up, but, <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of like how it went, and when I got into um, the coursework and I ended up um, getting pregnant, it really, like, it really got to me, it really, and I feel, and I'm not sure if this was, you guys had the same experience, but, for me, the course or the classes that we went through not only helped me prepare for motherhood, but it helped me heal from certain things with myself. Um, and I was like checking myself in every class. We had kumbaya sessions in, in our cohort. We were crying in our cohort. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, Insight of Raven let let down that wall and let me into your life, and that's when I was like, "Oh my God, you are so smart! You came from a really good family." Like all these things that yeah. I had no idea because this is just another black woman. Yeah, and we. Well, I wonder what her trauma will look yeah. like. Kind of thing. Just yeah. to hear her in a whole and how she grasps all this information. Like, where are you back there listening? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, he ain't so, said one word. <laughs> but that was her 
opening up and yep. you know, so yep. it just looked different, but I recognized it. And mm -hmm. so from there on I was just like, okay, you've already opened up to me. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna be yep. my girl. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely yep. used that time. To heal from and continue to heal. Yep. But yeah, you were crying in the air. You yeah. were arguing. You yeah. were um, disputing. We were. Mm -hmm. It was some classes that definitely like helped me like develop personally, and then as well as like within the cohort and yeah. for all the music yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Did you guys feel like when you graduated and you went? I'm not sure what you guys went like afterwards, but do you feel like you didn't know anything? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But they also didn't prepare for the, the job readiness, right? Yes. And the, the expectations that you will receive from, or the support that you will receive from the people that you work for. Mm. You know, nobody gave no insight on that, neither. I'm going to be working for people who have no clinical knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, I got a question. question. I said, <laughs> a little different from y'all. Like, yeah, I feel like the school set me up great okay. for educational purposes, right? Okay. So my my last, I had to switch my um internship, and I switched um to this woman in Rochester, CC Chen, um, and I'm very appreciative for her because she was my internship coordinator. I mean, my internship placement supervisor, and then she was just like, "You don't have to go into clinical if you don't want," and I knew like I did not want to do clinical, like. I was over it. I was yeah. burned out as an intern. Mm -hmm. um, and she was just like, I have a private practice. Why don't you do private practice with me? And then she like showed me how the things that I sent y'all, she sent me that um, in terms of light up. And then like, I felt like because of her, I was more equipped in like how a business was going to be ran mm -hmm. and like how, you know, not the struggles of having a big caseload and being able to set my own pace mm -hmm. and that is something that i'm appreciative yeah. but at the same time it's like i feel like if i did go to clinical like a clinical setting i would have had more experience as like a full i don't know what i'm gonna do 
but like more experience with like a variety as opposed to like me being like, okay, I'm gonna deal with these clients that have this. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I can hear you, but I will say this: all experience is not good experience. Mm-hmm. Some experiences I could have went out with, went without because I don't like some of the negative views that I've now developed that mm-hmm. I didn't have before. Yeah, and. And it may not be true for every setting, but because of my experience and because of how traumatic it was for me, I wouldn't allow myself to be exposed to that again. So I'm more like, God, 100% for sure. And I don't think that that was healthy for me. Yeah. I wanted to ask you guys, like, have you ever experienced tokenism in the workplace as a Black female professional? I think you, you want to go first? So I don't know if this experience will answer your question. So I was asked to be, when I joined as a um, paid employee, mm-hmm. to be part of the Equity and Justice Committee. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not the highlight of my life at all. Actually, yeah. it's probably one of the most unusual experiences I've had. With being uh, probably one of the very few Black women, dark-skinned, heavier women, mm-hmm. is all that matters, mm-hmm. um, on the committee, I felt as if I was... You know how you need people to feel to make your status quo kind mm-hmm. of thing. That's what I felt like I was okay. on a yeah. spot filler. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, but to the point where I was forced to be the spokesperson yeah. in certain areas and when certain people was present in the meeting mm-hmm. and I couldn't speak the way that I was normally speaking we just had a random Tuesday meeting kind of thing. Yeah. So, mm. and then, but, even in preparation to meet with certain people in the room, yeah. felt as if I was being prepped. Huh. So like they didn't want you to say, say so. about you. Yeah. So I don't know if that's yep. kind of if yeah. that answers your question. Yeah, absolutely. Without me giving too much detail. Yeah. Yeah. Of, yep. yeah. You were still being one. used as something. Yeah, that was to represent just what came to my mind. Yep, immediately. So I'm a spokesperson, basically. Yeah. Just, they just wanted your face. They just they, wanted my face. They used to say yeah. that we are diversity. However, they never did the um, a statement to acknowledge the Black Lives Matter mm. movement. They never did any. Of, they talked mm. about it. We prepared it. Mm-hmm. They did the work for it. Mm-hmm. The statement was available, but they yeah. never put it out there. Yeah, put it out there. Yeah, their part. Never yeah. did their part. So yeah. what was all of that? Right. So that's my yeah. What about yeah. you? Um, yes, I have. Um, I think that's kind of why I raised the question because I wanted to see like, or what you guys' experience were um, kind of navigating this field because um, as soon as I graduated and I got my first job placement, um, it was like a big deal mm-hmm. for everybody who worked in an office setting and they weren't even clinicians. It was like home health people, rap, foster care, um, and they're like, you're the first African-American clinician we've seen ever here. Um, um, 
and they were like kind of ramping and raving and I kind of felt good about it because it's like okay I can make a staple of being the first but then little things were starting to happen where we're going to put you at you know because we also worked in schools too school setting you know we're going to put you at the predominantly black school but we're going to put you there three days a week versus the one day everybody else had there because we got to give them more Cause, but you guys haven't been given them more. You only been given one day, and now that somebody who you think looks like them and uh, feels comfortable working with that population, we're gonna give you now three days. Now you're concerned and you want it. Yep, yep. Um, and so like there were just certain things where you know I would get referrals and they were like, oh, you know, they want uh, a black clinician, and so they, I felt like now it's being advertised, you know. Um, and before you know it, I was filling up so quickly. I was just like, I can't, I can't do this. And I wasn't being heard. You know, I was just being told that, you know, if you're not making a certain amount of units, you are still going to get clientele. <laughs> yeah. It was like, you're not making a certain amount of units. You're not hitting the quotas that we need to hit. So that means that you don't got enough clients. Or you're not discharging anybody. Yeah. And it's just like, well, you guys tell me I gotta leave these people on the caseload for a certain amount of time. So, yeah, obviously, you know, I'm not gonna get rid of them as quickly as I would like to because yeah. they're not showing up. Yeah. Um, but because the, the demand was so high, they dang near already had a wait list of clients who was waiting or seeking a black clinician. And they was just waiting to hire yeah. one. Yeah. Now, granted, my my director, amazing person, um, and very um, with the culture. Um, but I think at a politics standpoint with the agency as a whole, they had to do what they had to do. And that's where I kind of felt very tokenized with, you know, we're showing you off, you're basically representing a population that has been underserved here for, I don't know, years. Well, now yeah. we have you to bring in that yep yep so i had to get my people on board. <laughs> i had to get my people on board and um i actually uh not helped them recruit but i actually told one of my friends a really good friend of mine his uh i don't know i should say his name but he is one five of the few uh african-american male uh social workers in buffalo mm, yes um you probably do he is uh, definitely known, but I had asked him, or he was talking about jobs, and I was like, yeah, come play at my job. And we've been, we so tight. Yeah. That's that's my that's guy. Yeah. yeah. But then, that's you know. That's yeah. Yep. Yep. And then, you know, obviously kind of passed the torch to him because then that was a high dying yeah. demand. You know, I needed specifically a black male, oh, yes. you know, and nobody could really, um, you know, find. Yeah of black male clinicians in Buffalo, especially in uh, private practice mm -hmm. too, because that is uh, another high demand of, okay, I don't want my kid to go to outpatient because of the X, Y, and Z turnover. Mm -hmm. I need something that's a little bit more stable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Black people, especially with limited resources, not being aware of the resources that is available to them, and also the fear of white bodies, mm -hmm. you know, so they already don't want people into into their business and into their world. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to their children and they see that there's something that is not lining up, there there's mm -hmm. something amiss. And I don't want to say something off because I don't even know if that's mm -hmm. the something right going thing. on. Something going on. Yeah. And 
they are still apprehensive about seeking therapy for mm -hmm. their children for mm -hmm. so many different reasons. What mm -hmm. do you say to those mm -hmm. parents or how do they overcome that or what would be the best or the telltale, I mean, not even the telltale sign of when is the time to bring them in, but like mm -hmm. how to uh, approach it. Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, if parents are really adamant about therapy for their children or themselves, um, I would say do your research. If you are looking to speak with somebody who obviously represents the Black community, speak to someone um, who is a representation that can speak on mental health and um, speak on what the therapy process could be like or, you know, I don't know, touch on how therapy can be a benefit. Um, preferably someone that is a therapist um, or in the medical profession, uh, but do your research. Um, and after you kind of, I wouldn't say do a consultation, but when you inquire, you're basically asking those questions. You know, this is the, um, some of the concerns that I have. This is what I see on a daily basis. Is it, you know, something necessary that I need to bring it to therapy? Is it something that the pediatrician needs to, you know, look into? Like basically asking for guidance. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that, you know, the clinician or the medical professional has to sign you up right then and there, but it's an inquiry. And I would basically go from there based on the recommendations that you receive. Yeah. So kind of get your fears reduced mm -hmm. before you even make a decision to yep. deal with that therapist. Yep. It's so, yep. so what you're saying is it's okay to ask those questions. It's okay to ask like, those yeah, questions. Like what's what's yep. my limits to confidentiality? Yep. What access do I have to my kids' records? Mm -hmm. What can you how what's the recap gonna look like after a session? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. like, you know, because yep. that is a, a thought like how much did they disclose because we still have that what happens in a house stays in a house even yeah. if we're not teaching that to our children yeah. we still have that fear yeah. i'm not teaching that to my children yeah but yeah. in the back of my mind we'll be in these uh sunday school classes and broke kids or what we call them in our children yeah. I'm like i don't know what they be saying to these So when um, parents kind of ask me about being involved, I love the, you know, the parents that ask um, how involved should they be in a child's treatment. Um, and I say, you know, very involved. Um, but there are limitations, you know. There are certain things that I am not going to disclose to you. But if I feel like it's important to the treatment, we will get there when the child is comfortable. Because, yeah, because I'm not in you guys' home. So you guys have to be able to have a conversation or communicate effectively when I'm not around, right? And so in order to prepare you, I have to prepare your child to build confidence enough to even be able to express that or find the words to even, you know, express themselves um, comfortably. So, yeah, it kind of, it. I could go on and on. Um, yeah. See, I wouldn't even know. Thought of even saying anything because I don't work with that population, uh -huh. but even like that's such hearing that as a parent, yeah, I felt comfortable. Like you know what yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. that because the goal is to do as less harm, to do no harm. 
yep. to not make situations worse at all. And stressful, and yeah, because I used to have parents come in and be like, oh, Miss Andrea, you can't do X, Y, and Z. And I'd be like, can't do that, because therapy is not a punishment. Yeah. Therapy is not yeah. a punishment. It's to help you guys work through those things. And I, I want to give you your own separate time, or I want to refer you to someone if you need to get certain things out, you know? Um, because we can't spend in back in the day, when I was in the back in the day, I feel old <laughs> back in the day. Um, a couple, uh, I don't even know how to frame it in the past years ago <laughs> when I first started. Um, I would have a parent sit there and vent to me the entire session, and I used to feel bad that I didn't get to spend any time with this child. And um, after a while, like doing supervision, things like that, they my supervisor would tell me, like, you have to put a boundary in place parent got to get out of there. And if they need to speak to you separately, they can schedule their own session. I was going to ask yeah. you, like, do you allow the parents in every session, or is it like specific sessions that you're like, okay, maybe this is time for family work? Mm. Like that? Um, so I always prep for family work. Okay. It's never kind of like a sprung mm -hmm. on thing. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of my parents during the consultation, when we schedule this, like, oh, they'll ask me, like, am I allowed, you know, in the room or whatever? And I'm like, yeah, for the first 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah for the first 15 minutes. Um, and it helps because I, I, I bring them both back. So you can see my office. You can get a sense of what it looks like, what it feels like, kind of get that ambiance. Um, and to make your child also feel comfortable in your office space with a stranger. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, I speak to both of them. I talk to the parent about insurance and, you know, whatever I need to kind of catch up with them on about like insurance stuff. Yeah. Um, my policies and procedures, make sure that we all want to court, everybody understands. Yeah. And then I talk about confidentiality and that's kind of like my last statement before I kick the parent out. Um, yeah. And I also invite the child to ask a question like, do you have a question while the parents are, your parents are in the room? And they usually say no. The parent leaves and um, then they get to talking. Okay. And I say, tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm like, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I, I understand, but feel free to touch anything. Feel free to play with anything. If you need paper, I got paper, crayons, whatever. If you want to play a game, we can bust you it down in Uno. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it just all makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah. of course you do. Like, yeah. it just makes so, yeah. so much sense. Yeah, yeah. And then Claudia is like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> And I'm like, you nervous? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I could be nervous. You could be nervous. It could be nerve wracking. Yeah. It's uncomfortable yeah, to speak to. Yeah. Normalizing them. Yep. Oh, yep. And then like, also having like the tools available to them, like you said, like the games and stuff. Yeah. Like, that, that gets them to open up. Yeah. Yep. And I just flow. I just, I'm, I'm myself. They say certain things. I'm like, what that mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know? No. I'm like, what that mean? That's. Oh, and then you know you kind of get those questions like, "Well, Miss, how old is you?" At the end of the day, like, oh, how old is you? Yeah, and um, yeah, some of the kids that I get from my old high school, I said, "If you see me on the board, like the the picture, the graduating picture, you'll get my age." I don't try to disclose that. That's the only way you'll get my age. And they're like, "Miss, you look young. You look about like 23. I'm like. Thank you. <laughs> Only if you know, but so you make it sound so much fun. Yeah, like, to work with kids. Yeah, it's definitely challenging. I'm not gonna, you know, minimize that. You know, there are definitely challenging moments, but I keep it like, you know, too. Yeah. You know, even when there's certain challenges come up, I try to make a joke out of certain things, or yes. um, I stay quiet. Mm -hmm. 
I give them that, that, the space. And then they'll usually talk or I'll, you know, transition to something else. Hey, you want, you know, I don't feel like talking to Dave either. Let's play a game. Okay. You know, or you want to paint? Let's paint. Or let's draw. And then they say, like, eh, kind of acting indecisive. I'll put stuff by them and I'll start coloring. <laughs> I'll start coloring and then kind of invite, they'll invite themselves to, you know, participate in our activities. And then we get going. Okay. Yeah. I like how you do that. So. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I forgot the question. You answered the question. <laughs> you like, you answered the question. I'm like, I went on a team. I just stay here listening. You like, yeah, keep going. You did because you gave that. You answered it, and so because we were talking about parents who yeah. bringing their kids to therapy, not yeah. knowing what that looks like, not knowing yep. what to expect, and yep. just to have some kind of inside information mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from a therapist. Yep. yep, information that I didn't even. No, but that was, that's what went on in the room. I actually got um, a technique, if you kind of put this out there for other counselors to hear. Um, I asked, uh, I have a certain questionnaire that I fill out, or I have my parents fill out when they come for sessions. Mm-hmm. And I actually got this from another clinician, so shout out to her. Um, but it's kind of just asking three different questions to see how the child is doing, or the teen is doing, or young adult in between the sessions. Mm. And it kind of mitigates that sitting in my office for 30 minutes and complaining about your child. Um, I look on the sheet, if there's anything that needs to address immediately, I'll give you a call. If it's not, it's something that I, I utilize towards my next session and, and address it, you know? Um, and if you have any concerns, you know, they can always feel free to call me, but I, I really try to bridge the gap of having venting sessions with the parent and working with the child. Yeah. Like so yes. parents, do your research, do your research, do your research, research clinicians. Psychology Today is a really good site. Black Girl Rocks. There's the, oh, oh, there's a bunch yeah, of different sites on there. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think they have a therapy. They have a therapy for black men. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, do your research. Call up. Call around. Ask questions. It's an inquiry. It's not a commitment. There you go. Yeah. Yes, inquiry is my commitment. And, you know, get a feel for who that person is and he'll be a good fit. And if they can't help you, I'm sure I've always given recommendations. Yeah, you know, yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yep. Absolutely. No, Absolutely. Just because you had a, uh, a not pleasant experience. I don't know. I would say they will be bad experience. When I hear clients and they say they had a bad experience with their therapist, it doesn't never sound like a bad experience. Mm. It just sounds like an unpleasant one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. hard to that because it's like, okay, that was not a, the most pleasant experiences, mm-hmm. but if we talk, think about bad experiences, you know, yeah. I think that I, or try to reframe that thought from there because that will stop them from mm. going to see them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Before we kind of like wrap things up, I want to ask you: um, Are you accepting clients? <laughs> <laughs> or if you don't want to put that the in, the camera's not. If you don't want to put that in, I can take that out. <laughs> no, you can keep it in. Okay. There. Um, no. Okay. Okay. No. Um, for the simple fact that it is summer, um, I have a lot of loyal clients. Um, some in which are on a schedule with me. Yeah, I don't want to overload myself throughout the summer. I want to enjoy my summer because during school time, things get hectic. That is true. Um, in, in during the summer, you get a lot of, well, I, I, I don't know. I'm, this is going to be my first 
summer okay. into private practice. Mm -hmm. But I know in agency community work, a lot of no-shows, a lot of yeah, rescheduling and stuff like that. So I, I'm currently waste listed on all of my platforms. Mm. And I'm studying for my exam too, so. Oh! Take Good luck! Yes. Good luck! <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, okay. Clap for me, uh, clap for me. Uh. Um, but yeah, I was, just, I was just asking just in case you wanted to put your information out there or anything. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we could put my information hey, out just in case. Um, hey, quiet down. Um, we got another guest job. Yes. <laughs> you want to introduce yourself? You say hi. My name. My name is. Hi. You'll never be that soft spoken. You know, you are you gonna talk? Yeah. All right, shut yourself up. Say hi. Hi. My name is. My name is. what's your name? Mia. Mm, good job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank y'all both for coming on the podcast. <laughs> right. Uh, but yes, I am not accepting clients at this time. Um, but I will maybe in, in the future. But I would like to enjoy my summer. If clients are not going to schedule or show up, I'm going to utilize that time to spend with Mia. Mia. Yes. Okay. Mia. Well, yeah, thank you for coming on. Um, we are looking forward to having you back. Okay, for so part two. <laughs> Thank you for officially meeting you. Yes, because I know we spoke on the phone. About oh, yeah, yeah. a year ago, just around the time. Yes, yes. And I am working with Tyra. You are? Good, I'm good. supervision kind of way, but I use, I use an office out of her on Saturdays. So oh, I'm amazing. On Saturday, and we are part of a co-op together. Oh, amazing. So, okay. Yes. And now you are here before. Yes. Yes. You came to me, you're ready for it. Yes. Like yes. Full circle. Full circle. Full circle. It's a nice little community, yeah. and everybody really started to get to know everybody because there's not a lot of us out here in it's private not. practice, it's you know? It's um, hard to get acquainted and meet each other. So I have I have an idea that we can kind of talk about. Okay. Um, okay. She has the best ideas. Yeah. I just need to follow through, but I feel like I feel like I feel like the I, work, but yeah. yeah. I always want to do something or build community, and um, it's also my follow through too. Okay. And, so we got uh, accountability, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Thank you for coming out. Um, is there any final words or anything you want to say before we kind of end this episode? No, I hope the mic wasn't off. Whatever going on, it's still. No, <laughs> it's on. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for coming. We enjoyed having you on. Um, anything you want to say? No, it was an amazing episode. I thank you for coming. Thank you both. Um, yeah, she was chilling. Like we had her. She was. Her right. She Don't did a really good job. Mia in the background, y'all, because she was chilling. <laughs> she did amazing. And we just gave her like mad snacks. Yeah. Up now, so yeah. Mom, thank you. It was beautiful. You so informative. So much information. Um, because this is something that we couldn't do because we are. It's not our population. So we yeah. Trying to always get somebody on when it's outside of our the scope of our knowledge. Right. So, right. We appreciate you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can leave it on that table and then I'll put it in the back. Yeah. Yes. Yep.
Thank you, baby. So yeah, we appreciate you coming on. Okay. No problem. No problem. I look forward to a part two. All right. All right. Bye. If you have any questions surrounding mental health that you would like for us to address, all you got to do is shoot us an email at thatdpodcast at gmail.com. But listen, remember, we are not your therapist. So if you need something and it's too personal, you may want to go ahead and schedule that consultation. You know what I'm saying?